Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Tuesday, August 16th of 2022. Welcome to Channeling Amelin, an organic process created by me, for me, Amelin, in a way to do my inner work and align with the highest expression of who I am. Um, started the podcast for accountability and I continue to do it because it works. Um, I'm on my journey to guide teens and young adults into building their own um, exclusive metaverse for learning, collaboration, and creation. So as I go through this journey, um, those are the kind of things that you're going to hear. I do not advertise the podcast as a product. It's more a um, <laughs> a relic. <laughs> Just to think it in terms of it's basically um, a remnant of the process that I'm going through, a recording, a narrative. Um, I do the work because it helps, and I listen to it after because that meta-observance really um, works as well. But as far as for other people, hopefully what I'm sharing is you got to do your inner work, right? We can read and, and research and get skilled as much as possible on our external things, but what we definitely know in today's world is that mental health is important. And mental health is how your mind leads, right? And our, our human expression is very much centered around our mind, right? Um, so this process is about aligning the mind with the body and the emotions and, the, <laughs> and then whatever it is, the highest expression. Get it all aligned to what you want to do. Um, so it's a very important expression is to be able to, from the inside out, live your life um, authentically in alignment um, towards a purpose or a calling, meaning it's a life that you value, that you determine valuable, not the external world. That's the game I'm playing here. So um, last week I struggled immensely, <laughs> my own insecurities. This week I'm really, um, I guess I'm in appreciation and gratitude for going through what I went through last week because the insight that I have, and then I, you don't know what you don't know. We just don't until we go through things and all the resources that are coming into um, my world, I guess, right now, really confirm going through it, right? Moving through something uh, of discomfort so that you can get to the other side of expression is, is extremely valuable and necessary. It's very necessary, especially for the work that I'm doing in the industry that I'm in. So Web 3.0 is about creation, and creation is much more than, hey, I just did this thing, right? There's that, there's that uh, pull from within. It's almost like the to be curious about the world and figure out what's, what's going on, what's going on, where do I fit, right? Where do I want to play? Um, and then the empathy of if you want to play, why do you want to play that game, right? It is, are you in alignment with others, or is it just you acting out your insufficiencies within the world, right? So if you are um, separated from everything that you need, you're going to go out into the world seeking it to fulfill you. But when you can fulfill yourself, before even going on that venture, then you're going out into the world to play a game. And um, it's much more enjoyable for you and much more healthy for the game that you're playing and the people in it. So 
I hope the sound is okay. I've been up since um, 7.30 this morning. I started my Woody Walkers walk, whereas um, my friend from high school, Sacramento, and I, we just walk. You know, health is, is sometimes an afterthought in life for some people. For some people, it's their, their only expression or the most important one. But physical health is, I'm, I'm a very mentally expressed person, so physical expressions I must take effort to do, right? And I like integrating into my life things that are pleasurable, and I like um, aligning with other people, like Sacramento, he has the same sense of humor that I do. We do see things separate. Um, uh, or uh, from different angles, but we have a respect for each other to come together. Um, and then he has a lot of skill sets that I don't uh, that I don't have, and a perspective that I don't have because he's in supply chain. So basically, what it is is we just get together and get the workout out of the way, right? So walking is what I do, and then when I'm done wa- walking, I'll lift a couple things or machines. I'm not. I'm not like training for the Olympics or, or I'm not trying to mold my aesthetics so that I can achieve something externally. It really is just I need my body to um, remain uh, healthy for me to use it as a vessel for expression. And um, that's just longevity. So we walk and then we talk about the metaverse. Basically, we just live life external on media. Right, so we're saying we're showing up. If you want to come follow us, come follow us. And what we're doing is we're working on what we're passionate as we move our ass. That's it. So a lot of um, things that are happening right now, resources coming in is I'm asking people to come follow me. Right, I'm going to go on this journey. We're all going on this journey. Let's go together. Let's support each other. Let's do this. Well, um, through my struggle last week, I communicated it. Right. <laughs> I guess I have the courage to ask people, what would you do? This is what I'm struggling with. And I'm receiving all kinds of information and data and different perspectives. So um, the Science of Success podcast, um, actually one of the yoga instructors, one of our, um, I don't they're not really friends, they're associates, right? People that I interact with um, throughout my day, but I'm not, you know, sharing a meal and I guess I'm being in community, but not being in relations with them, you know, people around. But Jessica is one of our yoga instructors here, and I met her at the pool, and we were talking, and we're kind of on the same journey too, but I was speaking to her about the struggles that I was having, and she brought this podcast to me. Uh, Science of Success is not new. I've heard about it before, but the one, um, the one episode about um, influencing people. I was like, Dad, Nevin, all those struggles that I went through last week, if I would have had this information before I went through them, then I would have a different perspective. But I guess it was important that I just go through those emotions. And then now I have a bigger understanding, you know? The reason why I, I went through that is, is to have the experience, to gain the confidence, to get the empathy, to be more curious about the people that are on the journey with me. Um, and all of that came from me facing the challenge that was in front of me and then just going through it. And believe me, I would have ran away a thousand times before. Um, okay, so that's what I'm doing. So if you're listening to the Channeling Amelin podcast, first of all, you're like, why the heck did I get into this? What the heck is this? Because it's not really like any other podcast um, in terms of structurability and, and the, 
I try to keep a structure. So this is what I do, but it's very loose, you know. <laughs> so the first thing is I just ramble. I get what's on my mind out. And the reason why I do that is this is time with self. So um, I want to make sure that I'm saying, okay, what am I coming to the table with? And when I do my podcast, and I do it a couple times a week, um, the, dip, the, the discipline is to show up, right? So if I show up, the first thing I do is dump my brain. Okay, what are we coming to the table with? Blah. That's what you hear in my ramble. Um, and then I explain my channeling process. How do I do my inner work? Again, one of my um, desires is that as I walk my path, come follow me. I'm going to do my inner work and then share that process with you. And I hope that I inspire you to do your inner work. And that's why I share my process. I don't think that it'll be your process. But I think that there's elements of it that can inspire you to seek out a process that works for you. And then finally, I just do the work. And in doing the work, I do have wisdom that shows because, um, again, this is my life. I've been studying and walking this journey. And um, I did the work before I do the work. <laughs> I could not do the work on my own if I didn't do the work, I think. Um, but I got ready to be ready. <laughs> I know all of these things. My my inner being is like, what are you talking about? You just show up and then you do it. But it really is the reason why I can do it now is because I did the work to be able to do it now. When I do my channeling, the information that I get can use the words, like the, the, uh, the awareness, the ability to creatively um, articulate what I'm experiencing has come from my years of reading and researching and learning and observing and all of that about the psychology and the human expression. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Show up, dump my brain. Here's where I am today. We all show up in some way. Here's what I'm, um, what's on my brain today. The next thing is to explain the process. Here's what I do. Um, I inspire you to, do, hopefully inspire you to do find yours and then Here's the message. Here's my lesson of today. Okay. Um, that's what's on my brain. I do have the Web 3.0 panel tomorrow. Um, I'm ready for it. I got my message. Um, I think that the reason why I show up in this space is about the human expression. It's not necessarily tactics on how to do things or um, technicalities or um, those aspects. It's more of why. I want to ask the question and, and kind of really focus on the, the humans that are involved in this transition and in this economy and, and how do we stop and think about what we're doing and why we're doing it before we do it, just because other people are doing it. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so um, to do my process, again, what I do is I just spend time with self. It's about 11 o'clock on ooh, today's Tuesday. Um, and I'm in the co-working area. I had just finished an ACU orientation, um, the Association of College and University um, Education, which is uh, just learning research-based practices to, to help others learn. And um, that too, coming into my life right now after yesterday's or last week's struggle is perfect because I next week I begin to guide my students on this journey of learning how to learn or who they are and how they're going to learn and prepare for their lives. Um, everything that I'm going through is helpful towards that. 
So I'm in my co-working area. Normally I would do this in the morning. I prefer to do my channeling in the morning because I don't have as much on my brain. Like my brain is very much alive right now with the, um, just the many, many concepts and, and thoughts and, and intentions that I've already picked up from the day. I can still do it, obviously. But um, it's not as, it's not as um, um, ease as when I first wake up. So um, 11 o'clock, I'm in the co-working area, a place that you can be by yourself. I am um, down three cups of coffee. They're little. They're not like real cups. You know what I mean? They're like the six-ounce coffees. But I'm down about three of those already today. Otherwise, I would have a cup of coffee as I do my work. I've had enough. <laughs> so I'm going to do this without coffee. I just have water. Um, I find a place that I'm being by myself. This is the co-working office. I really want like a comfy chair in my room. I used to have one where I used to live, but I did not bring a chair or a space to do this in my own room um, and the noise. My, my roommates are not morning people, so if I get up in the morning to do this, then I might be a bother to them. So just consider. Find a space that you can be alone, right, intentionally to do your inner work. And then find um, it so it's comfortable and it works for you, right? So I like coffee. I bring it. I want to be comfy. Um, those kind of things. I sit in cross-legged on the floor. If I was in that big comfy chair, I'd, I'd be curled up in it, cross-legged. Only because um, it works for me. Then I use 478 breathing to get my breathing, um, get my mind to slow down. So I breathe in for a count of four, hold it for a count of seven, breathe out for a count of eight. It slows down my breathing, my, my um, parasympathetic nervous system, right? <laughs> I hope I get that right. That was a long time ago to learn that. <laughs> and then um, I um, use visualization. So my expression is uh, creativity, visualization, imagination. Okay, so imagination is where I go to get the information. Visualization is how I receive it. And then creativity is how I communicate it or articulate it to anybody else, right? Or externally, make sense of it. So I use the visual that's on the podcast cover of me sitting in a tree. I am a tree. Um, the roots of the tree ground me to the present moment. I am having a human experience. And it just reminds me to get out of the cosmos, right? I can de detach from a lot of my present moments and be in my ideas. So if, if you would, if you would um, see Amelie walking about the world, what's normally in her head are ideas about possibilities, trying to work out... Um, perspectives or narratives or or human arrangements or those kind of things that's what's in our head at all times and if it's not that sometimes it's about oh, why can't I frustrations right a lot of focusing on the obstacles and and why why can't I do this why am I not enough why 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 frustrations and ideas 
So um, I need to ground myself in that everything is happening just now. My mental mind is just a mental exercise, right? It's just like bird wings flapping, okay? It's just something, but it's not who I am. So by breathing, I can kind of detach. I, I see those thoughts moving really quickly, and then I can get from out between them, right, where they squish me, <laughs> and I can start to listen. I, I hope this makes sense. But when you, um, when you ground yourself in the present moment, it's, it's much more about um, taking in than it is putting out. That's it. And then, um, well, when you put out, you're, you're in direct alignment because you are paying so much attention to the now instead of the cosmos or what's in your head. Um, so four, seven, eight, breathing, grounding. Um, the other thing that I have are the tools that I use. So one is unconditional love. And what unconditional love means to me is basically that I respect the outside world as much as I respect myself. So I'm constantly working to um, improve the skill set of unconditional love towards self. And the reason why is because I know that I am in resistance to those expressions outside of me that I don't respect within me. Right. So, for instance, if I don't believe that I have the right to choose um, my own beliefs and directions, then I won't necessarily have the compassion for somebody else that is trying in their community to preserve their right to choose a way of being. Right. So I'll be like, you shouldn't do that. Why? Because I believe in myself that I should not have that right. Um, so unconditional love is like me getting in alignment with who I am so that I can respect other people as much as I respect the being, the humanness that I am, right? I'm tuning into my human condition that I will then have compassion for other humans because they share that. That to me is unconditional love, our oneness, understanding our oneness, which is love. And then unconditional means we're all humans regardless of the conditions we put on the situation. Um, so working on unconditional love and then being in alignment with it for others, I mean, you're respecting that part of them that's, <laughs> that, that I also have that wants to express. Um, the other thing is um, faith and surrender. So uh, I have a visual of this road that goes to a cliff. And this road is all about my journey and which journey out of the bazillion gazillions that we could do throughout life. Um, mine is um, the one that I have faith is in my highest good. The highest good for myself and those that I will come across is this journey. The only reason why I take it is because I believe it's in our highest good. If it wasn't in my highest good, I'm not doing it. I'm like, mm, mm, that's not going to work. Why would I choose a path that I know isn't going to uplift me and the ones around me and where we want to go? So I have faith on the path that I've taken is in my highest good. And that also means I'll overcome the obstacles, that I have this innate fire. It's like I wake up in the morning and it's already burning. I don't have to cultivate it, right? Um, it, it's, it's, I, my faith is enough. Um, to get me through the obstacles that I'll face. Uh, it wavers, <laughs> but I have such a knowing 
it's undisputable that this is the journey I should be going on, that I will receive the best benefits, um, and so will those who um, are impacted by that, right? Myself and those around me. Then, um, and surrender is just give up, keep, keep up giving up anything that's in conflict. So all those programmings and beliefs that I have that come into play that I am not enough to go on this journey, I have to get through them. I have to surrender and put it down. It really doesn't matter if I'm enough or not at this point in time. I'm going on this journey and I'm going to have to become enough in my own perspective. It is just a perspective, right? It's because I'm contrasting it to something else. Like that my value is only value if it is equal to or surmised by something externally. Um, I don't know if I believe that, but, you know. Okay, faith and surrender. The next thing that I have is a white light that goes all the way through my body. That, again, represents my alignment. There is a beauty in balance of this world. If you are a scientist, a philosopher, a psychologist, a um, a, a theologist, is whatever it is, any aspect of the world that you study and, and can master, you will understand that it's in the gray, not in the black and white. It's in the balance um, that you master it. So in my white alignment is I'm trying to master the balance of human expression. The other thing that I have is called the space of creation. I don't know why it's called that. I just came up with the name or it came to me, but it's this right between my eyeballs, um, my eyebrows. <laughs> eyeballs right there. No, a little bit higher is where I look. So when I get my visions, my visuals, my imagery, um, I'm looking in the space right between my eyebrows and it pops up like a, a room and then visuals and I walk through them. And then um, I just, you know, I ask out what's in our highest good. If you say, Emmeline, who are you asking? I can't really define that. Here's one thing that I really have respect for is that humans make shit up when we don't know, right? When we don't know something, we grasp and we say, it could be this, it could be this. So any label that I give you for that where I get this information from is not going to be sufficient because I really don't know. I mean, I can do the, the biological aspects, the logical aspects, psychological aspects, spiritual aspects. There's so much that we can bring into what this is. I have to admit that I don't know. But I believe it's the highest expression of who I am beyond my ego, beyond um, my limitations and separations from other humans. It is... It is that which everything is possible. And I believe that I'm that, but I'm above my egoic expression in that. I must take that which I am and, and express it through this vessel of amylin, which is my ego patterns, which brings me to the next part that I have, which is um, I see my ego as a candle on a plate, and I remove that candle like it's in front of me and I remove it back through my body and over to the right and that is just my intention to remove my old programming out of the way so that I may have space for something new to come in right I'm doing the inner work so that I may continue to grow and in growth there's an outward expression and so my, um, my ego is to preserve safety. So sometimes it's a preserving expression, right? 
So I just remove it out of the way. And again, I just see a candle, move it back through my body over to the right. I set it down. I will come and pick you up later. And I need my ego, okay? It is my avatar. I can't go into the metaverse and just consciousness without a body to enact it in. I cannot go into this world as just a consciousness without a body to just enact it in. So, um, yes. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and get in now. I'm going to breathe um, four, seven, eight. I'm going to go through my visualizations and I'm going to snap in. Um, what is on my mind today? Like I said, I'm very full this morning about um, my messaging for Web 3.0 of the human, the importance of the human expression. It's about my college classes starting and and my um, my desire to guide them in as, le as least amount of pain as possible. I know that's my way, and I know that pain is necessary, or discomfort, I would say. But um, intentionally traumatizing others just because that's the way it's been done in the past is not something I'm willing to do. Um, so that very much is in, on my mind. And then um, with the research-based ways of, of facilitating learning, I'm really um, trying to boost those skills. And I'm not trying to do it for the college. This is not about being a better teacher in the classroom. My intention is to be a better guide for learning. And that is in the world, that is in the metaverse, this digital 3.0 space is about um, going beyond the boundaries of our narratives, our buildings, our locations, all of that. So um, that's what's on my mind. Okay. Four, seven, eight, breathing. Ooh, look, my foot has fallen asleep. That does happen sometimes. Let me just get a little more comfortable. All right, four, seven, eight, and then we're going to see what the heck comes up today. My brain is so chattery, 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 believe it or not, just right now, what's going through my head. <laughs> so I, I had this, uh, I don't know if I should break, maybe I'll put it on the table because maybe I'll come up. But um, there's this um, visual that keeps rattling around my head and it's just taking up space of um, a podcast or not even a podcast, a conversation, a live conversation we were going to have as allies for women. And um, <laughs> I decided I didn't want to do it. I was like, hey, they're not as excited as me. I don't have enough excitement to get them excited about it. So forget about it. That's not who I'm here to call or serve. It would have been a nice to um, kind of conversation, but not a must to. So I'm very much aware of my feelings of, of back and forth. Should have done it, could, who, not my not my game, um, make it my game. It still needs to be done in the world. But, you know, that kind of back and forth is rattling around in my brain right now. And I wasn't aware of it because my brain was so full of other things that as I started to quiet down, that one spoke up louder. So I'm just like, I'm aware that's there. But now I need to be more, even more intentional to quiet it down so that I may hear what comes through. <laughs> it's, it's funny, it's like a little ball in a pinball machine, and it just bounces around, bounces around. But all the others have left, all the other, you know, thoughts that are bouncing in my mind, and that thought is remaining.
right, recenter Anne out of the ego. All right, there it goes, there it goes. Roots deep into the earth. All right, unconditional love, faith, and surrender. Alignment, let me remove that ego. Look in the space of creation, I'm going to ask what's in our highest good to know today, what is in our highest good to know today. And then I'm just going to look in that space of creation and just narrate whatever I see. Okay, so vase automatically pops up. And this is one of those vases where, you know, it could be faces or a vase. It depends on what angle you look at it. So in, in the angle that I'm looking at, I see a vase in the middle with the two little um, handles. But if I look to the sides, I see two faces. You know, it's kind of one of those old man or beautiful lady kind of thing, horse or frog. There's um, perspective or perception uh, tricks, checks. So what I'm seeing is it's about a perception check, okay? Okay, and then the colors of it keep turning red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. And then what, what I feel for this red, blue, red, blue is some kind of um, um, the opposites. This is the contrast it's represent. Because when I see red, blue, what I see is um, it's a contrast. If this, then that. If this, then that. If this, then that. If this, then that. So it's a perception change I'm holding right now. The experience that I'm having is between this and that, and this and that, and this and that. And it's almost like I'm exploring um, the the perception change. I look at one, I see it, and then I look at the other, and I see it. And ah ha ha ha. So this is reminding me of my last podcast of going down into the valley from the mountaintop. So sometimes when you're on the mountaintop and you see such bliss. Um, my intention is to stay first, but I know I have a calling to go um, um, serve, be in service to the valley because that will be in my highest good. To get off of the mountain is to give an experience, and to have that experience is to create more wisdom, and that wisdom is helpful to others. Um, so my perspective checking between one and the other and one and the other is basically me going from there which I was into that where I am. Whoa. I just really felt that. That which I was. There which I was, the perception that I had is right now facing that where I am. And where I am has taken a little bit of a turn from that where I was. So I'm standing in a place, um, a new place of knowing because I went through that which I went through last week. So I'm able to understand that power of the curiosity and empathy um, and, and connection. Um, because I went through that which I went through yesterday. So it's my ability to go into the other perception that will give me the empathy to um, care about the things that the people I care about care about. And, and the one thing that I experienced is very much what they care about, which is I want to have the confidence to be the me that I really feel that I am in a world that I sometimes feel is not welcoming to that expression. Oh, that's what I went through. And by the way, there was nothing external happening other than my perceptions that were being played with. So nothing in the outside world was at risk for me in that moment. It was all a mental thing. 
It was looking at one perception, looking at the other, um, and feeling, feeling in the place of where I was, and feeling in the place of where I am, and noticing the difference in that. Yeah. So they just grabbed the vase and they pulled it and it broke apart. And now it's even a bigger mm, uh, angles because there's a place where, which was, which is, let's say it's the, um, the faces on the outside and that place where I am now, which is the vase on the inside. But then I just have pulled it together and there's a now a new space in between those two perspectives. So I'm holding this, I'm holding this one. And yet when I pull them apart, there's a space between them now. So there must be something more. And that space that's more, a lot of times um, um, my mind is going to go directly to that, that groove, right, bicycle groove in the sand that I normally go to, is if it's not this and it's not that, then it must be wrong. Oh. It's not this and it's not that. It's the separation where it is that and that, and then in the middle is the spectrum. Okay, so it's pulling this. It's it's almost like mm, I'm seeing the space between the vase and the and the faces, right? So it's it's almost like if you had that perception visual on a piece of paper and I and I tore it in half, and I'm holding them separate. So they're not together, and there is something in between. But what I am trying to decipher in these perceptions. If this and that are separated, then there now is a new piece. And what does that new piece mean? Well, that new piece means it's not this, it's not that. And that means whatever this is, whatever the thing that's not this or that becomes, then that too will become this. Ah, it's just another piece, another element into the storyline or into the narration. It's another piece to the puzzle that, to find out how it fits. And, and I've, I've explored the black and the white. And now it's about exploring the spectrum of the grays. And the spectrum of the grays is, is, is exactly lined up to my possibilities that I want to um, offer as a new perspective. The possibilities are the gray. Okay, I get this. Dude, I don't know why, but it, it brings me back to that very, that Moses, you know, the, I don't know what the Moses story is. I'm sorry, I, I was not paying attention enough to know all the details. But the, the essence of uh, cutting the woman, I think it's, I don't know who, maybe this isn't Moses. I don't know what this is, but there's this Pharaoh. I'm looking at a picture like in a storybook. Um, that I must have heard as a child or something, because it is a child's book that I'm, I'm seeing. And it's the picture of um, two soldiers holding a baby upside down by the legs and another one with a knife down the middle um, of the baby. And then the two like, screaming mothers, I guess the baby was supposed to be um, one of the mother's babies, but they didn't know who. They didn't have DNA testing back then. <laughs> So it's the mother that was willing to save the whole rather than take only a portion that was the true mother. So um, I don't know. Hold on. I'm trying to find that connection between this image and the other. Oh, so 
I don't know how I feel about this, but it's that, that mother is the spectrum. The mother is the gray. The mother is the, the one that, that cares enough about the expression that is willing to have this, that, and everything in between. It's the unconditional love. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, crap. Okay, so that was something I didn't, I, I was like, okay, I got this, like, knowledge-wise. But experience-wise, it just kind of is a much bigger calling because it's almost like, I see the risk to the being by focusing on the black and white. I see the tearing apart of the child or the young expression when I desire to be right in my possession or my expression that I must have one or the other. It's in the letting go of like, huh, the, mm, so the mother was willing to let go of the possession of the being to allow it to exist, where the, the one that had an ulterior motive for it was willing to let it be divided and not have it exist just so that it could be one. So um, it's a much deeper uh, message that's very difficult to articulate um, because this is about expression of a way of being on my journey. So the way of being on my journey is not down into the valley versus up in the mountaintop. It's about the gray in between and about um, uh, removing my extremeness, I guess, my imbalance from the valley or the mountain and really understanding it is in the gray or the journey between the two. You know, more and more that this comes up, I don't know, just the feeling I have as I'm, I'm looking at the visual right now of the valley and the mountain, and then and the, it, it's like, it's now all of those visuals, the slicing of the baby in, down the middle, and all these things are, and, and the, the perception between the base and the, and the faces and the frog and the horse, and all these things are, are kind of spinning right now in a visual to like, it's, a, it's like a tornado, and it's not about this, it's not about that, it's about all of it together. Um, it gives me clarity on a much higher level, the, the oneness, but I think that I have a fear, I feel the fear of that um, awareness versus tactical side. Mm, uh, I, mm, I just got it. The being and the doing. The valley is very much doing, 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 doing. The being is very much the mountain. And I'm trying to say, do the, be the being or the doing. And it's really the journey in between them. Maybe this is presenting too, because as I move into the semester that um, begins next week, I'm so... I'm out, by the way, I'm out. Those visuals are very much burned <laughs> into my mind, and I'm sure that they're going to flash throughout the day, um, just in remembrance of um, my semester starts, and I'm going to be meeting, you know, all these 
beings for the first time and my intention is to guide them on a journey um, and I think that the thing that I in my mind had is you know there are two different places there's the valley and then there's the mountain and my goal is to get people to the mountain, right? To the self-awareness, to the alignment, to the being. And I think that in drawing the contrast, I'm ignoring the valley, um, the valley gifts, right? Because I'm seeing it as pain, you know. When you understand that you're one, separation is painful. Uh, but separation is part of the oneness, right? Because... Oneness is, is about the creation and the death and the it's the whole thing. And sometimes separation is necessary for something new to come. It separates and then comes back together. But when we look at it as a separateness, as a as a as a destination, as a as our goal, um, so that we don't have to deal with the pain of it, then that's when it's not effective. And I tend to do that sometimes with the doing from the being. So I don't like the valley. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason why I don't like the valley is because I've been in the valley without the mountain, right? And it, and it just seemed like such a, um, a place to go in empty and try to get fulfillment. I never got it. But in the mountain, I got the fulfillment without doing anything, right? I just went in full. So now I have to bring the fullness into the valley and make it the oneness again. I'm learning to do that, and that's the gray in the middle. It's not the it's not the white. I mean, it's not all of the um, this or that. And and this is a very powerful lesson right now because I'm going into to guide these students, international students and veterans. And if I went into it as your being is more important than your doing. Um, I'm going to lose them, right? This is not um, an isolated place where we can just focus on the being. I'm in a place where they are coming to learn to do. I need to help them see the gray where the learning and the doing can mix. I mean, the being and the and doing can mix. And that requires me to get out of the extremes as well. If not this, then that. Nope. This and that. Whoa. Okay. So this is the journey that I'm going on. Um, this is the wisdom that I'm getting as I go through the process. I'm very much on track. So if you, if this storyline makes it through, because this is why I put it in the digital world, my expression is digitalized in so many ways, is because a thousand, ten thousand years, whatever, you know, humanity digital um, archives die, then the piece that I would provide for the human expression to become aware of is this journey is a journey to the gray, to the oneness, to the ability to be this and that. And in so many different ways. I'm just doing it in this way. My way is traditional education to decentralized education, right? This or that. I'm trying to pit them against each other. It's it's traditional education, which is should be traditional learning, removing all the things that um, are not necessarily what we desire and adding to it the decentralized education parts um, or taking the decentralized parts and adding to it 
the institutional parts that work, which is the research-based learning um, or research-based teaching is what it is. Um, okay, this and that, this and that. Oh my gosh. So maybe it's because the Amelin expression started out in such extremes that this is a consistent lesson in my life, but it really is about the, the middle, about the everything in between. Um, so in my messaging tomorrow, you know, when I'm talking about the human expression, um, the most important things to me are that understanding that humanity is in the gray, having the compassion for the other expressions outside of you as much as you have it for yourself. Yeah, you can't have compassion beyond what you have for yourself. It's just, you know, do that what you are not. Mm, it's, I guess it could be done in performance, but um, the energy behind it is a little lost. So, uh, okay, so now as I go through my day, um, I have to work on my curriculum today and the ACU curriculum. I'm going to be focusing on not this or that, but both. Okay, not the being or the doing. The doing from the being. The doing from the being. Oh, I can take that. I can understand the doing from the being. The do being is the fuel that produces the doing. Um, you, you won't have enough fuel, which is the human expression, to motivate the doing, which is the human um, mobility and, you know, our brain, our body, those kind of things. I get it. I get it. Okay. So, um, until next time. This time, it's more of discovering the gray, right? More about the, the spectrum than about the this or that. We as a humanity, I as the Amelin character, can we respect more the diversity in us and therefore the diversity in the expression of others rather than just this way or that way, but all the possibilities in between. Ooh. I think about that in our learning, right? Instead of learning it this way. You're going to read this and write a paper. That's this way or that way. Don't do it. Or just, you know, I'm going to have you do a dance or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not this or that. Here's all the different ways that you can process and, um, and perform your learning, your understanding, right? How can you gain it? And then how can you demonstrate it or um, integrate it? That's it. Till next time.